clear you make some adjustments, but. Jackie Bradley Jr. pops it up. Long run for Cabrera. And he made the play. Oh, he made the play. High fly ball. Deep left. There it goes. Soaring into history. He's done it. He has done it. 62. Welcome, everybody, to the newest edition of the Bronx Machachos podcast. I'm your host, Mark, and tonight we got with us some of the boys. We got Danny. Here. What's up, Danny? And we got Alex. Evening, everybody. How's everybody doing? All right, everybody, you guys know the drill by now. You got to rate, subscribe, like, review. Hit us up on all platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Odyssey, Amazon. You guys know the deal. Take a look at our link tree, linktr.ee backslash real Bronx Machachos. Got gear out there, got everything. Get any of our sponsors like Lids. Lids is one. Of, and SeatGeek. SeatGeek is this main spot you guys can go to. Get all your all your tickets, all your information, all your stuff for any sporting event, any kind of top concerts, anything you need to go. Hit the promo code in there, Bronx Machachos, one word, all capital letters, to get a discount on your first order. All right, boys. We had an interesting kind of past few days. Swept the lowly A's, which is which was kind of a much needed uh, remedy for the, for the Yankees. So, what do you guys what do you guys think of that? Uh, well, we had to. Like, <laughs> like. It was good to see. Like, I wish you could play the A's every series and feel great about our offense putting up all these runs. As as I speak, we've got two hits against Drew Rasmussen, and those both both of those hits came off the bat of Jake Bowers. So, like, where where's that vaunted offense, right? But we did what we had to do against Oakland. Previous series against the Rays, it literally could have gone either way. We could have, we could have swept them. They could have swept us. Ultimately, they won two out of three, um, and a lot of that has to do with um, poor defense, not timely hitting for the Yankees, and, and not coming through in the clutch. So, um, yeah, you know. But we did all that against the A's. They're a Triple A team, quadruple A. <laughs> you know? I love it. Yeah. No, but you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Like we had to do what we had to do against the A's, and if if we couldn't beat the A's, man, there's a problem. Like uh, Joel Sherman brought up a great thing on the post, and it's like talking about the sickening six, and those are the A's, the Royals, the Rockies, the Nationals, the Reds, and the White Sox. So basically, if we cannot beat those teams, we don't deserve it, and just so you know, out of that whole thing, the Rays have gone have gone seventeen and two against those teams so far. The Orioles have gone nine and three. The Blue Jays six and one. Us, we just hit them first time this first series, so we're three and zero oh against them. Boston hasn't gone against them yet. So, everyone that's hearing this, understand the Rays are good. 
Yes. But this proves most of it's only been against the sickening six. It's not against anything else that's actually real competition. Understand that too. How many games have we played? Like, so they're 29, they're 27 and tw- 27 and 7 and 29 and 9? Nine. So they're they're nine. nine. They're nine. Yeah, they lost against the Orioles. Okay. So they're nine. They, they, they were nine. So they're 29 and 9. That's 38 <laughs> games. Mm-hmm. Half their games. I guess the second thing. Against the worst teams of baseball. Against like, the triple A teams, yeah. Against triple A teams. Like uh, the Marlins are not there yet, but like the Marlins could get there. Like if, if the Marlins blow up all of a sudden and the ALE blows up and the Marlins are like, let's say what we traditionally are, yeah, they'll, they'll be a second seven maybe. But I don't see the Marlins hitting that right now, especially what they called up. <laughs> like, let's be real. They, yeah, they're, they're, they're going up. They're 500 right now. Yeah, no, the Marlins are what they are. But, man, like, uh, that's a nice schedule to have. Like, that's it, it, a great really way to, to pad it's, what you exactly. got. But, you know. Exactly. It, it makes it that, like, it makes it that, Okay, maybe not Mariners that they make it to the playoffs and 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 have the top the best record blah blah blah. But they're probably because of the sickening six are going to make it to a, a good ninety wins. They could possibly win the division if they do win the division and get in. And it's all because of how easy the schedule was at the beginning of the season. Like like we've all said it before. It's not you don't win it like Saint Mark say all the time. You don't let's say it, Mark. You don't you don't win you don't win the World Series you don't win your division in in April but you definitely mm-hmm. can lose it in during that time frame, and you guys are right about that. I mean they're they're coming off on a big they're coming up on a big big kind of swing right now. They played a lot of bad teams, but that means they got to play the good teams later on. And they're mm-hmm. playing and they're playing teams right now that that are still in that are injured. They're playing teams that aren't full strength. Now, if they get wind up playing teams down the road that are full strength and they get, start getting an injury bug and then they kind of do what the Yankees did last year, they kind of falter a little bit, they kind of start coming back down to earth, you're going to see exactly what kind of team they truly are. Because remember, last year they played and they were they when they were injured, they were not that good of a team. <clears throat> they still they got they were what third place they were the third place team and the, they were what the number six team in the wild card, but you still they still have to kind of prove themselves along the way. They gotta they have good players. Like Wanda Franco is a, is a star, like that's no that's no way shape, shape about it. Um, Randy Rosarina is kind of feeling himself in the moment, especially coming back from from the, from a World Baseball Classic. But I, if you ask me to which one which one of those two I'm building my team around, it's not Randy Rosarina. Like he's kind of he's hit his peak and he's he's on. I think this year, last year, this year, next year is his peak years, and then he's on his way down. Like he's there's nothing. He doesn't have much more in the tank on that that side. So, I mean, build it around Wander. And but the problem with the race is always going to be the same thing: is that they they got Tyler Glasnow coming back from an injury soon, but he's going to be on the trading block soon enough because they're not going to pay him big money. And that's where they that's their problems that they refuse to pay the big they pay they refuse to pay the big money to keep the guys there that that can sustain long term. And they do what they can. When the, in the short term they'll have a, they'll have a mediocre year they'll have something else but the long term success for the Tampa Bay Rays is is not something that they 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 can sustain for a you know four year there's not a four there's not a four year or five year window for them it's a two year window or it's a very it's, or it's like a 2020 when they can they can run it up on a short term in a short season and run over everybody real fast and continue on from there yeah one thousand percent like let's be real. You win. You're in first place 
three out of four seasons, what's going to happen after that? You're you're going to be getting horrible draft picks. You're 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 not going to be moving up at all. And if that's the case, then what do you have coming up out of? What do you have coming from your from your minor leagues? You got trash coming up unless you are doing what like the Yankees do, where it's international signings and, and, and correct scouting. Where the the Rays are like, you know, we get what we get because we we have the best picks, and it's like boom. Now we're going to be good for two, three years, and then our top players are going to become trash. No, 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 no. They they trade well. They trade. They trade. They make their. They make, Danny. You, I know you want to jump in. You you take you jump in after me. I'll I'll move it over to you. But the the Rays the Rays trade well. They know when to when they trade the guys the year usually the year before oh, yeah. they, they fall off. But they they sign guys out of the out of international markets. They they everyone has has equal share and equal money to do it. Sometimes they even get more money because of their low revenue, but they scout, they scout well. They 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 do everything they got. They do all the same things. Like they have us. They have a formula that they keep. They keep very guarded on what they do and how they, especially pitching, like because they can produce pitching left and right. But they have they have their formula and they know what they're doing. The Rays have been good for a decade, guys. It, this is not a fluke. For the past ten years, the Rays have been in it. In some shape or another, they're either knocking on the door of the playoffs, they're around 500, they've won divisions, they've been to the World Series, they've, you know, there's a formula, like Mark was saying. So, like, I don't see this being, like, a, a two- or three-year thing. The Rays are a problem, they'll forever be a problem. Wander's going to be at short for the next decade, right? So they have a guy to, to build around. Um, the Rays are for real, and they will be for real for a long time. Um, they got dudes coming up, they're pitching, always finds a way. And if it's not currently in their system or on the major league team, they find it in other organizations. Tyler Glasnow, Austin Meadows came to the tank cater for Chris Archer of all people. Chris Archer, bro, like Chris Archer hasn't been good in years. And they got two dudes who one was all star, and Glasnow, before getting hurt, is a Cy Young. But this, this is the Yankees podcast. I want to. Get, get back to the Yankees. I'm going to make one comparison here. Uh, this just shows and highlights. and Like, the 98 Yankees were so special because they dominated from, from whenever they had that, after they had that losing record, all the way through October. Like, that team was just so good for an extended period of time. It didn't matter who was, who was on the 25-man roster at the time. Who was on the DL at the time? Like that team just won every day. So, I, like unless the Rays have that type of magic in them this season, they're they're gonna take a step back. The Yankees last year got off to the hottest start in history, and still wound up losing, getting swept in the championship series. Like this is such a long season. Uh, today doesn't help being down seven nothing. About to be nine games back, but there's. There's, yeah, there's still a lot of time to get back into this. We got to get healthy. Like our lineup today, paper on paper, looks a lot better than it has in a really long time. Against the against the A's, the lineup with Jake Bowers in there hitting, uh, with Judge coming back, like the lineup starting to take shape. We need Giancarlo back. Bader's hitting like 520. Obviously, that's not going to last. But mm -hmm. just to have them as an impact in the middle of the lineup, it, it's just so much better than running IKF out there twice a week or running Willie Calhoun out there twice a week. 
you know, and all the dudes that have been, you know, playing. So Yankees are getting healthy. Rodon is starting his throwing program soon. Sevy pitched the other day. Word, in, word in that her, Supposedly for Rodon, it's going to be possibly July now. They're saying again. They Let, want let's do it. Let's do it. We need those two back. Like, mm-hmm. Johnny Brito's been good, right? Well, good for being a rookie, first time in the big leagues, making the adjustments, pitching every fifth day. Oh, he's getting but, screwed. Let's be real. Let's be real. Like, Brito, he's getting screwed in a way because he's coming. He had to come up. He wasn't even realistically. He shouldn't be up right now. He should still be over there taking care of what he has to do in the minors right now, getting better down there. But they called him up here. He's doing what he has to do. And he's getting – is he is it getting hard on him? Yes, because guess what? He's going against major league pitching. He's not like he's going against minor league pitching that he could actually continue and get better and perfect it. He's going against the best of the best that – Okay, they see his stuff and then they learn how to adjust to his stuff right away compared to like in the minors where they're not going to adjust to it right away. Well, all right. So he, here's the difference between a, a major league hitter and a minor league hitter. Minor league hitters make adjustments series to series, right? And that's usually like the, the top end of the minor leaguers. When it comes to top end major league talent, some guys like Alfred Pujols, and I'm talking about top of the top, they make adjustment pitch to pitch, right? So at the big leagues, they're going to make adjustments at bat to at bat. And, you know, Johnny Brito, he's got plus stuff, but, you know, his command is not where it needs to be. That third pitch is not quite there yet. Guys are sitting on the changeup. So um, Brito's doing what he needs to do. Like, he has a 5 ERA now. Okay, that's cool. No one expected him to come up here and pitch to a 2-something ERA. Like, so he's doing what he needs to do. Mingo is doing what he needs to do. It's, it's Schmidt and Brito that are kind of like the wink links right now. That where we get Sevy and Rodon. Hey, once you get those ace type pitchers on the bump, sometimes the offense takes a tick up, you know, because they, they want to put runs on the board for their pitcher. Or they may do the opposite where they kind of like step back a little bit and be like, oh, I'm in awe of what Garrett Cole's doing and what Nestor and Sevy and Rodon. But uh, we just got to get healthy. We, got, we have to get healthy. Well, health is the main concern, That's what, but that comes down to every year because every year we're always dealing – the team is dealing with, with health issues along the way. I mean, you know, Seve seems to be injured now ever ever since 2017, 2018. Like, at, like those were two, two really good years. Ever since then, it's just been downhill for him. And mm-hmm. quite frankly, I mean, it doesn't sound like he's sticking around after this year. I mean, he's quite angry with how the Yankees have been handling his injuries recently. So yeah, talk more yeah. about that one. Let the people know yeah. about that one, Mark. Well, no, I mean, he's yeah. got, he came out recently. He came out recently and said that he does the, like the way that they're handling the, this the last this latest injury that he had. They're not really working. The, they're not. They, they, he doesn't appreciate what they're doing. They're, he doesn't. He's not happy with the with the process of how they're doing. And he said it last year too. What during our, during putting him on the sixty day IL, he wasn't happy being put on the sixty day IL last year. So you take that into consideration two years in a row now. He's very vocal about it, how he feels like he could have pitched through or at least taken – he could have been back a lot faster, and the Yankees aren't doing that. That doesn't – that spells a lot of problems. For for a pitching rotation, that has a lot of – that has a lot of question marks right now outside of Garrett Cole. So – Listen, in the same token, Sevy also said that he's happy to be there. He wants to be a Yankee. Oh, he's a competitor. Of course he wants to pitch every fifth day. Like if you said if you told like oh hey yo you're gonna stay in Scranton for the next month and a half 
I'd be like, nah, bro, I'll get me to the Bronx. Like, I want to pitch every fifth day. I want to get up there. I'm ready to go. Of course, he's going to I, 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 I agree with you. I, Danny, it's Danny, not I agree, a, a I organizational thing. But, but Danny, I, I agree with you, bro. I really do agree with you. But, like, you got to look at it into, like, in the bigger scheme of it all. The Yankees are scared. This guy's injury prone like hell. Like, what, every fifth, sixth start, there's, like, oh, my gosh, there's another thing going up with this guy. Like, I love him. I love seeing him out there. I really do. Like, we all love seeing Seve, but there comes a point, and at this point in his career, we have to look at it right now that he's walking and he's not going to be coming back as a Yankee next season. So it is what it is this season. I can't wait for him to come back. I really cannot wait for him to come back and have the pinstripes on him and playing over there in the Bronx right now. I cannot wait. But I'm also understanding that this is probably the last season that we're going to see Seve in pinstripes. And next season, he's going to be whatever uniform he's wearing, making his money and doing his thing and on the IL list again. Like, like that, that's been going in his career. We'll see. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to talk about the offseason. But uh, well, let's, let's – do you guys want to start focusing on – the actual series that just occurred. Well, well, yeah, I, well yes. Hold on a second. We got it. We had a question that was brought up that that uh, Derry uh, brought up to us from Facebook, and he, he turned around and said the A's are the A's are bad, and, and the Yankees and, and for the Yankees to sweep them, as my man said, it's a quadruple A team. So that's a shout out to you there, Danny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but this is the, but this is a real test. We need to beat teams in our division like Tampa Bay, Toronto, Boston. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't connection Baltimore. Although they can, they can give it hell as well. This is where we should. This is where we show that this is the Yankees and the other teams. That the other teams fear. Yes, the, right now the Yankees are not uh, the. The Yankees are, aren't as feared as they have been in the past, or especially like they started out last year. Um, you know, I think we. I think I can speak for everyone saying that nobody believed that Judge was going to have the season like he had last year. So. That's kind of you know you take take him a tick down, um, you know you have DJ getting a little older. You still had you still have Stanton who's injury prone. You still have Donaldson that's that's on the on the on the IL. You had you had to figure out the shortstop position that was always going to be a, a, an area that was in flux. Left field was always going to be another problem because you had Hicks that's out there. You have Cabrera. And Cabrera hasn't hadn't really been hitting that well to begin with. So there's a lot of things, and you didn't, and honestly, before the injury, you didn't know what what kind of player Bader was going to be. Was he going to is he going to be the five twenty guy that that Danny that he is right now, or is he going to be more what he's been, which is just a really a Gold Glove caliber defensive player with not a lot of pop behind his back. So, like I said, there's Switch a lot of issues. In, <clears throat> what's up? Switch the two and the five. <laughs> Switch the five two and the five. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's but that's yeah, that's exactly what his, his average has always been. So I think that I think for me personally, I think that this season's got a lot of what this season will have a lot of what what ifs to it. But mm-hmm. I do believe that you know I did I did hear I did hear something and I read something that after the spring after the spring training that Jason Dominguez had, they're basically saying when you're ready, you've got a spot on this team. That's it's a no that's that's it's a wrap. It's a done deal. It's, he just needs to get it. He just needs to get his reps going. He needs to get his bat at bats going, and he's he's doing really well. He's doing he's he's heating up in, in triple in double A right now. I mean, he's doing he, his past couple of weeks. He's really been heating up. Uh, he, the average is not good, but that's also because it was a lot of you know they said it was a lot of bad luck 
because it's not like his strikeouts were out of control because his strikeouts, have, you know, whatever the strikeouts were in the beginning have gone drastically down. The walks have gone up. The on base mm-hmm. percentage has gone up. I've heard the same thing. I've heard like the same everything, thing. You know, everything, everything is – and everything has tri- – Trend in the right direction, and and I always said, and, and you know, Dave, Dave's not on, but I always talk, I talk to Dave about this, you know, in our in our personal chats that we have, you know, when he said, "Oh, Dominguez average got to get up," I said, "Yeah, but remember, this is the first time he's playing in cold weather. Get that out of his system. Let him let him experience it, and now look at that. Gave him a couple forget, weeks, and he's taken off." But forget that part, Mark. You're also hitting on a very great thing, like the part that his walks are up and everything like that. He is getting on base. It's just that pitchers are. Scared of him. You're hundred percent right. They were they they are not giving him anything to hit at all. They're just they are he he is the young one of the youngest kids in double A and he is one and especially on the double A Yankees and he is the most feared player on their team. When when they legitimately said that he is the next Mike Trout, everybody out there in the minors is like, yeah, now after what they saw in spring training, they're like they are pitching to him like, oh. Okay, you're like you're you're here on relief. We're gonna make sure you don't get nothing. That's what they're giving him. It's like a bad sim game for him. Literally, Jason Dominguez is the most feared hitter in in the Eastern League right now. It's not even it's not even close. He's got 25 walks. He's walked. I mean, 25 Ks. You're not gonna see that very often. One to one strikeout to walk ratio. 413 slug. 393 on base. Like. Really tough starts. That that batting average is 200, but in his 16 hits, three doubles, a triple, four homers, uh, 14 RBI, 11 stolen bases, and this is him getting hot recently. Like <laughs> this is him within like the past couple weeks getting hot. I, I think I saw a slash line at 318, 317, 389, like a 513 slug over the past two weeks or something like that. Jason Dominguez is the real deal. I can't wait to get him up here in the big leagues. Jake, like, all these people are just keeping that left field position lukewarm for, oh, for yeah. Dominguez to take 1, it and, and, and own it. You know, <laughs> Bowers, Cabrera, Hicks. I can't. Whoever's out there, it really doesn't matter because at the end of this season or at the beginning of next season, the Martian is going to be Yankee Stadium. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, 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 let's be real. Let's be real. Danny, this is real. Like, at the beginning of next season, Last name in left field will have the same last name as this guy right here. <laughs> and I'm gonna love it. He might not be related to me by blood, but you know what? Last thing we got the same, and I'm gonna love it. I'm gonna go there all the way. I will buy his jersey when he makes it there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, so with the with the race series, like we we spoke about this on our production meeting. Um, just going back to that series and. Each game was just so tightly contested. Tonight's game is the only one where it hasn't been tight between us and the Rays. Well, shoot, you can even argue Sunday was supposed to be like tonight. But um, for the Yankees to come back, Bears, big time if you run homer in game one to tie it up to make a 4-4. And then just four plays that that led to a Rays run, right? Jimmy Cordero not checking the runner, allowing Siri to score. Like, that that was the game right there. And, And it's the small things that a first-place team does and a last-place team doesn't do, that leads to wins and losses. And the Yankees didn't do the, the small things in game one of that series. Uh, game two, we, we had a, a major comeback. Harrison Bader was in the middle of that again. you know. Uh, and then game, game, game three of that series, 
I think it's the it's the most controversial of all of them because of the book of the decisions that Aaron Boone made. Um, and we, we could go back and forth on that because I think it's important conversations to have. Well, why don't well, why don't we why don't we why don't we why don't we kind of not segue but let's kind of put a pin in the raise and let's kind of talk about the Aaron Boone situation and the and the well, and the and the, the blunders that kind of he was that he's made because let's you know on the on the reels part this is this is what the fifth season for Aaron Boone like these aren't aren't moves that he should be these aren't moves that he should be making anymore like a rookie should that's one thing that a rookie does and that's fine. But now we wait, wait, hold, season on, five. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on one second. I think like I think any manager in any with any tenure would have a hard time taking out their ace when they're when they got a three run lead. And but it, but, but has it been rested. I agree. Yeah, but but you the know, different but this yeah, but not, the different yeah, but one thing I will say though, but if you see but if you're seeing that your ace doesn't have it that day, and he hasn't and he still hasn't found that form, then you pull the plug. And you can pull the plug. You can pull the plug on that one and say, "Okay, we're going to save these bullets for a better day." But okay, but but Mark, okay, I'm going to get at you now too. Okay, because you're going to talk about that whole series. Then look at the series realistically against the Rays and the Yankees. That past series, Yankees 14 runs, Rays 15 runs. Yankees three home runs, Rays four home runs. Batting 248, Rays 260, ERA 444, Rays 450. Realistically. We were doing everything we had to do against the Rays that series, managerially wise. Okay, the only thing is, we it was we all lost every game by one run. This game is different tonight, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. This we're not talking about yeah. tonight, but like in that series, he was managing with what he had correctly. I know you hate Boone Mark, but I'm sorry. I will side with Danny on this one. What I'm what what I'm saying is this is that. When if a manager, managers are supposed to also have the pulse of the team, right? And they're supposed to have the pulse of the game that's going on. If he doesn't have the pulse of what was happening and and let the moment get too big for him, though these are kind of moves that he consistently does. It's not just a one-time thing. It's a consistent move that he does that he wants to get a little bit extra out of somebody, or he wants, or he's not ready to make the move. He's too indecisive when it comes to that. It's either that Boone is way too indecisive on pulling somebody out, or he's way too quick and pulls them out. There's no, there's no middle ground or no rhyme or reason where he can, where you can see the logic of what he's trying to do. But, but as fans, is it more our fault that we don't give him the, we don't give him the benefit of the doubt? Like, let's be real, any of us will make that same mistake too. Okay, we're all going to get questioned for either doing something too early or doing something too late. But, but, but he, but, but, but he should be, but he's been doing this for a long time now, where he should know what to do. If you're telling me that this is year one, year two, year three, I'm with you that he should that you know what you get to he gets a little bit more he gets more leeway. This is year five. It's a different. I have a question it's, a for diff, you, Mark. it's a different beast. I have, a, I have a question for you, Mark. In Dusty Baker's 20 years of managing baseball, did he make the right move each and every time? No, of course not. But you know that as well as I do. But what I'm saying, Aaron Boone is not going to make the right move each and every time, bro. It's like you're, you're right, but it's but, fool's gold. Take that. But it really is. Mm-hmm. It's like right now, Mark. The way you're doing it for the guy right now is like he's damned if he does it, he's damned if he don't. Like, but he, but he, but he, we, but he, but he wears, but he wears that, so he should be damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. But then every major league baseball, but every, but every man, but every, every like, manager's the same, every, Yes, everyone. Okay, every, that's why. That's why at that point, that's why the managers are the first ones to get chopped. They don't. You don't see the GM getting chopped first. You see the managers getting chopped first. 
maybe that's not the right thing to do. Maybe it should be more of the GM in a way, because if the GM is giving, if I am getting what I get to go get the soldiers that I get, and that's all I have, that's what I got to deal with. That's because whoever is above me that can give me what I got to give me is giving me what I give me. If they gave me trash, I'm going to work with trash. But if they gave me, if they gave me gold, I'm going to have gold. But I'll say this: Boone's worked with trash before, and he's and it's been been and he's produced. He had 2019. He had trash, and it and he and it was produced. Now, here's the question for you: Is it was that Boone, or was that more of his his conciliarity that he had in 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 a? In a I forget I forget his his bench coach's name. Uh, Chad, I, don't I think it's what Chad or something like that. I forget his name off off the top of my head, but he was the guy that no, kind no. of told. No, I'm sorry, no, not Nevin. He, there was a there was a bench coach. Is he had. Esposito? Carlos yeah. Esposito? I think so. Oh, if Dave Dave was Dave was right here right here, he would know. And uh, shout out to right shout, yo Chris, thank you for all the chats out there, buddy. How's hopefully everything's going on for for our boys in B three up in Connecticut? Um, but well, yeah, we we already know that that yeah. Boom was hired to be a puppet. Any <laughs> man, yeah, we knew that. We all know he's a puppet. Is going to be what the front office wants exactly. Like, mm-hmm. that's just what it is. It, it, it could have been Aaron Boone. It could have been Dustin Baker. It could have been Buck Walker. It doesn't matter. It could have been Joe they, like, they be real. <laughs> Exactly. The front office wants somebody that's going to rely heavily on the analytics. And Boone, not Boone, Cashman said this already. He said if he goes by his gut and it, do- and it doesn't work, he's going to have to talk to us about it. Like, <laughs> essentially, like, yo, if you're going to go with your gut and it doesn't work, Slide on the hair, like what are you doing, bro? Like we have the information there in front of you. Like don't Danny, don't, Danny, don't Danny, try to go Danny. off the cuff, bro. Just bro, Danny, don't worry. Mark over here in this world that even Casey Stengel never made, made, made a bad deal. Like Nick, Casey Stengel. No, 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 I'm str- what I'm trying to say is this: There is a difference between what Aaron Boone as a man doing these moves at in the set first in the first couple of years of managing when he's a brand new manager, as opposed to year five when he now has a lot. Now he has the games under his belt. He has all this this knowledge now. He these things shouldn't have been. He shouldn't be making the same mistakes that he makes, and he makes them constantly. That's what I'm trying to say. So what what and. You're right about a couple things. Where consistently Boone, like he has his guys that he trusts, and he lets them fail a couple times. And those couple times, like Clay Holmes, for example, he loves Clay Holmes facing the one, two, three, hard the order, two, three, four, whatever case may be. He loves Clay Holmes in those situations and in those lanes. Recently, he's gotten away from it, and he's kind of adjusted that to because Clay Holmes just hasn't come through. But I think in years past, he probably would have pushed Clay Holmes a little bit more to get him going and put that trust in him. Boone doesn't – and this is why he's a player's manager, because he allows his players to, to fail or succeed based on the opportunities he gives them, right? But once you fail too many times, he's, he's, he's willing to pull the plug and he's willing to adjust. And that's what he's done with Clay Holmes. You see Mike King now kind of taking over that role that, that Holmes was in. So he's he's making adjustments, but it, it hurts when the adjustments don't look good initially. Or when he sticks with the guy initially. 
or or when he sticks with him in that same role, like you said, for a little for too long. But yep. that well now we now we kind of got our our boon boon rants and chats going. Danny, I'm going to swing it back to you so you can continue on with the Rays series back in over the weekend. Yeah, so I think pretty much just that big time decision with, with keeping Garrett Cole in the game. Um, mm-hmm. He hung a slider at Bethancourt, and you know it was a tie game. And next thing you know, we're we're losing. Um, I'm yep. driving up to New York, and I'm just like, oh, six six not a game. All right, let me step back. Let me cru- put my cruise control on with the eye. And then next thing you know, the Rays tacking on a couple runs here. And Bethancourt comes on, and you like the you like the matchup. He, he was over two with the with the strikeout and the ground out. You got your ace mm-hmm. on the mound. It's one out into the six. And he, 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 he like, it was a cement mixer slider. Um, and then they, they take the lead. Um, and they, but the Yankees fought back. They tied that game up. And they did not execute in extra innings. They, they had the opportunity to put a run on the board, just like every team every team on the road. But they didn't execute. Volpe tried a butt, I believe, or Volpe didn't get the job done somehow. And then next thing you know, they're out of it. And then they bring a Brayu in because Maranacho wasn't available. Ian Hamilton. I hate Abreu. Yeah. You know I hate him. Can, can I, can I, let, me, let me ask everyone's thoughts about this. Um, Volpe and, and – well, Torres is now in the four-hole, but Torres was at the, at the two-hole for a while. What do you – What I, I wasn't – with the way Volpe's been hitting and – Yes, yesterday he had a grand slam. The day before he was got to give me triple because that was a very yeah, good. Why you got to say it like that? No, 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 Stop, 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 stop. It's he. He was on the he was on the side for a, for a long time. Does he deserve to still be at in the one hole, not to be taken out, but in the one hole? Yes, yes. You you think so? With when he when yes. he's. Well, he's providing nothing on offense for you. Because he's because guess what? He might not be providing anything on offense right now, but guess what he's been doing recently too, though. Okay, he has been hitting hard. He has been making contact. It's just that they've been unlucky the way that the hits have been going. But he's been doing. He actually is producing. It's just that not hitting. It's just been unlucky at the moment. But I do believe that he is doing great. And yeah, I think yesterday was probably the coming out party from that grand slam, in my opinion. What about um, you, Danny? He went 0 for 4 tonight. He's batting under 200. Judge, 0 for 4, 3 Ks. Um, but I think ultimately, you want to see Anthony Volpe in that two in that one hole in front of Judge because that's when he's going to get the most opportunities to make the most damage because guys don't want, you know, people to offer Aaron Judge. So Pitch is going to be aggressive with Anthony. He's going to get more fastballs. Um but and this this is it's a hard thing. Like, do you, do you ruin a kid's um, uh, Chris confidence? Chris is with me, man. Chris is with me, Danny. Chris is with me. Okay, but yeah. do you ruin a kid's confidence by having him hit leadoff for 20, 30 games, and then finally once you get healthy, you regulate them back to the nine hole? And everybody knows in baseball, once you get to that nine hole, the next step is the bench. So, like, I, I, I really like Anthony, what, what he could do at the leadoff spot. I'm going to keep letting him eat there. Um, and if, if he's still hitting, like, 199, 200 come uh, July, you know, maybe we have to really cons- consider moving him back just to give him a breather. 
That, uh, I will agree with you on that one. In July, I don't see. Well, I don't see why. Right now, you, you don't. Because I'm sorry, I, I agree with you, Mark. Like, why not do it? Okay, but I would rather hold off into it and wait until July because you know what? When he gets on base, and for him to be in front of Judge, Stan, Rizzo, whoever it is that he's that's coming up behind him, let's be real, he changes the dynamic that it makes it that when they're up at bat. But he hasn't. But guys, he hasn't been, he hasn't been that. changing the dynamic right now. He's been. He's been getting. He's been striking out a lot more. He's not getting on base. He's he will have his hard hits, but he's but right now he's not the vet. He doesn't have the the cachet of a veteran to stay at that spot. Is what I'm saying, and especially on a team that's in five that's in last place, where you need to kind of start making your moves up there, take the pressure off him, put him back down to the but eight. If you're hitting your nine hole, or get a nine hole like ball. a false like where it's a false one. Where you can then wrap it around and let him be and let him do everything he's doing that he's done where he was successful before. Now, right now, he's not being successful. Maybe the pressure of being on the number, being the leadoff guy, is taking its toll on him. He needs to have that removed. Let him get back to the things he's doing. Then you can bring, then you can bring it back as he gets as he's more comfortable as every as the pitch as he adjusts to what the pitchers are doing to him because now the pitchers are beginning to change the way they're pitching to him. They oh, Mark, at first they thought, oh, we can get him on the outside pitches. He's taking those outside pitches over Yankees outside of the short porch. Now he, now they're, now they're, now they're busting them inside. They're busting them high. They're doing all these things that they, they can get him out. Let him, let him get comfortable again, and then push him back there. That's what, that's what I'm Mark, saying. They're not, but let's be real. They're not going to change the way they pitched him if they put him from the nine hole or from the one hole or the nine hole. Realistically, they're not going to change the way they're going to do it. They can continue doing the way they're going to do it. He just needs to learn and. He's a rookie. I said this. But why put? But why put him in the position where he's? But what I'm why saying. Why put him in the position? Why put And then why put him in the position? But Dallas, you're sitting there telling him he's not doing that. anything in the first in the number one spot. He's not doing anything there. Get him out of there so that he can get his confidence back. You're gonna put him. Keep putting him there where he's going to keep failing right now. That's what I'm saying. Get, remove it. Get get him into a better position. He's been failing. He's been failing for two weeks in the, in the number one hole. And I don't, and I'm right. sitting there going, this is what this is. He is a, he is going to be a f- fantastic offensive player, but he's not there right now. That's what I'm trying to say. Let him, let him get all you're, these you're bats under right. his belt. Let him get I'm two not, months I'm over or under his belt. I'm not and then you're wrong. I'm not giving that. But I'm not saying you're wrong on that at all. But like, he's already there. Don't you think it will screw him up psychologically by putting him back in the nine hole? No, one of two things are gonna happen. Yeah, no, well, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it would because if if you're if you will if, because and I'm, I'm gonna and I'm gonna back off. I'm gonna give this Danny in a second. If you aren't, if you're sitting there and you're struggling, and you need help, are you going to sit down there and 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 try and and try to bash your head through something, or are you going to say, okay, let me take a step back and see what's going on, and then reassess the situation? That's all I'm saying that should be done. That they should take a step back, let him take a step back, let him reassess how he what he's doing, let him get some let him get different at bats, let him see now the pitchers throwing to the ball to how the pitchers are throwing instead of being the first one up there. Let him see what some of these pitches coming out of their hand so he can adjust to that and then take off from there. So one or two things are gonna happen. Either he, he's gonna take like if if you put him back into that nine hole, right? 
he could further get into this rut, right? Or he's going to take off. Or you leave him in that. Same thing's going to happen in either spot. Like, I just don't want to kill his confidence. I think he's a confident young man. Like, he knows the game. He he understands baseball, the ebbs and flows of it. Um, and I think he'll probably recognize, like, hey, I'm not producing right now from that leadoff spot. So maybe moving back in the nine hole, once we're all healthy, will be better for the team, will be better for me, right? Uh, so I think he's in a really tough spot. And as a rookie, you have nothing to say. Like, whatever, wherever you, your manager puts you in the lineup card, so you're going to hit that thing. It's, it's what it is, right? So I'm still I'm on the fence, and I hate when other people are on the fence. I, I, like, I, I want a distinct decision. But this one's kind of tough for me. I, I think I want to agree with you, Mark, where if you put him back inside a nine hole, it, it takes it t- kind of takes the breath, kind of takes that pressure off of him. Like, just play every day. It doesn't matter what you do offensively. You don't got to set the table for Aaron, for, for Judge. You don't got to set the table for Rizzo or anything like that. Just play shortstop every day and get a couple knocks, right? So over this past seven games, that's in the midst of that 0 for 17. Like, whenever you go for 0 for 17, that's a really tough way uh, to, to increase your batting average. But since then, or in the past seven games, 4 for 32, obviously that grand slam, only two walks, which is concerning. The nine, the nine strikeouts, you know, not getting on base nearly as much over the past 30 games, so past month, 108 at-bats, um, 23 hits, 13 walks. So... I want to see against 18 walks. I want to see Anthony kind of get back to seeing more pitches and getting on base. Like, that should be the focus. Like, set the table for Aaron. Don't worry about getting your hits. Just get on base. Yeah. No, I, I mean, we're, we're, we're talking the same thing. And and I know, and Alex, I, I listen, as much as I'm, I'm in, entrenched in the position of, of pulling him back, I see what you're saying. Like, oh, he's there, but if he's not there, give him give him I mean, the space. I, you know, oh, I totally I I see it through your eyes as well, one thousand percent. I see it. I see it both through both ways. It's I'm worried. I'm it's, more, it's, I'm worried it's, it's personal. It's, it's personal feelings at that point about it, right? Exactly, and I'm 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 legitimately worried that moving the kids down to the nine hole is going to legitimately screw him up mentally. And like, I mean, Chris said in the chat. I mean, the guy, the Yankees have a great thing about like laying their prospects to rot, and like I, I, I'm scared that putting him in the nine hole, and then worst case scenario, they put him back into AAA or AA or whatever, and it's like, bro, it's like we just got the guy that that could be the future, and now that he had a bad outing, abandoned ship, and I'm like, I'm not down with that right now. I'm like, I, I want the kid to build. I want, I want to see what he can do. And you know, that's what I was saying earlier, like. You put him in the nine hole, then next thing you know, he's off the team. Like <laughs> he's in the nine hole, then he's off, he's on the bench. So uh and then next thing you know, he's in the minors. But I, I don't think the Yankees are going to be that. I understand that, but I, I I really think that he's strong mentally. And honestly, if the Yankees wanted to send him back to triple A, they would have done it already. Like he's done enough for them to be like the 100 almost 150 at bats. Like, all right, you know what? You know, we gave you a shot for like a month and a half. 
uh, go down Triple A, right? He's, but, oh, he's got over 150 at bats. He's got over 150 at bats because he's taken off the prospect list. Like, he's no longer he's okay, no longer prospect right. eligible. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I mean, he's got he's got he's done he's played he's I mean he's played damn well every game. I think what mm-hmm. one game two games off here and there, but he they put the him Card- out there every single. The Cardinals sent down Jordan Walker. Yeah. Like that was that's the dumbest thing they could have done. <laughs> like the Cardinals are already dysfunctional. And then sending down the top prospect after two weeks, he was hitting like 250 or something like that, 700 OPS. The defense was terrible, but the offense was there. You know, like, why why bring up the kid just to send him back down? So the Yankees are doing what they need to do right now. Keep him at short. Keep him playing every day. He's going to he's going to start hitting eventually. That open 17 sucked. But the past two or three games, he's been hitting the ball hard, like Alex said. It's the hits will come eventually. We just have to the be hits, patient. Yeah, the hits will come. I'm just saying when if you look at the, the grand scheme of things and you look at the big at the big picture right now, you can't have your number one guy batting close to 200, if not underneath 200. That's what that's where I'm coming from. Give him the space, get it, get him right. Adriat reassess this later on, especially when the team is rolling, to get him, you can get him back up there and let him do when he's hitting, let him do the things he's doing or getting on base. Because what Alex is a big point of this. When he's when he's on base, he's a terror on the bases. So we that's something that you need to have done. But right now, if he's not getting on base, then he's it's not that's not working. Here's a thought for you guys. Actually, what did Dave say, Mark? Oh, Dave put up there. But guys, here's the thing: how many how many times have managers moved players up and down the lineup card when they're struggling? Hell, Billy Martin. Billy Martin's 1977 team was. Was, was so bad he picked the lines from from a damn hat. Move Volpe down until he gets hot. Plain and simple. And well, the 77 my... series. I don't know how bad it was. <laughs> and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put this into the story they threw the the names in the hat. But you know we yeah, wound up with Reggie Jackson batting fourth still that afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm I'm gonna put this out there though guys. Okay. So maybe as Yankee fans is it time for us to start looking at the eight hole as actually the spot that you're getting, you're on your way out more than the nine hole where it's traditionally been always that way because when we've been putting we've been putting people like Volpe when he first came up he was in the nine hole understand and everything like that but and it was helping him out and he was still up there and then still being able to understand what it's like to be in the lead off that spot but not in the lead off spot if you get what I'm saying. That's what I. That's what. That's what I was saying. Put by moving him back to the nine hole. It's like a, it's like the false one. So you can basically when you turn the lineup. And I agree. And that's what I'm saying. Should we as as fans start look start not yes. looking at the nine hole the way we used to look at it traditionally? Yeah, I think I think the eight hole has become the nine hole because if you remember the old ways of baseball, where when the, mm-hmm. in the National League when the pitchers hit, there's a lot of times you had crazy. I think Joe Madden was the crazy manager that turned around and started putting the pitcher in the eight hole so that you can have the so you can have an actual hitter in the batting ninth, and then put, and flip that lineup over for for now. Your one whole one guy became your two, three, four, five, and you now had a stronger lineup that way. So I agree. I actually agree. I I agree with you because, on that, Alex. A lot because yeah, because like how many times have we seen it at a game that's like okay, bottom of the ninth, but ninth inning, but the ninth inning coming up, and you got the nine one two over it being the one two three or. Or the eight nine ten eight nine one. Like, let's be real. It's usually nine. I feel. Yeah, but if you look and look at look at this team now, I mean, a lot of times you have Trevino batting. Jose Trevino usually bats the, that low. 
he's not batting ninth. He's batting eighth. You know, and that's and he's and he's you know you know what I'm saying. Like he's not batting in the ninth spot where he typically would be batting. So if you think it, the with your logic, I agree with you, Alex. Like the eight is now the new nine. Mm-hmm. Agreeance. And then we get to Oakland. <laughs> oh, oh, we're just, still we doing kinda, We just, uh, we just, we just, uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to make a, an analogy here. Uh, we just, uh, we took care of business, all right, again, against Oakland and uh, put up all we're those. Still, we're sending, we're going to send, be sending them out to, to Las Vegas a lot sooner than they thought. Yeah. A 7 2 win, 10 5, 11 3. You can only wish for, you know, like you want these type of series. It lifts this, the spirits of the team. Um, Glaber's been hot. We got to keep him going. He got another couple RBIs tonight. Um, so, like, if you look at the middle of our lineup right now, two through two through about seven, when, even with Jake Bowers, all these dudes have 800 OPSs. And that's, that's what I look at personally. I, don't, I really don't care for batting average. But I, I never like OPS because, yeah, no, exactly. Um, so slugging and on base—that that's the name of the game. Eight forty-seven for Judge, eight forty-two for Rizzo, Lemayu eight eight ten, Torres eight oh seven, Bowers obviously limited at bats, eight eighty-eight, Bader also very limited at bats, one point two seven one. Trevi, you're not expecting much from him, six ten OPS, and Calhoun tonight, uh, six eighty-eight OPS, but he's not gonna be around much longer. And Volpe, even despite hitting 199, has a 630 OPS. And when you're not making much impact in terms of contact, to have a high OPS, that means you're slugging. When you when you are making contact, you're slugging and you're getting on base. So it's not like in the 500s like it is for Cabrera, who's got like four walks in the season, maybe five at this point. But there's some promise here. There's some promise here. We just got to get it going against the Rays, against better competition. Yeah, well, he, here's the you brought up Cabrera. Hey, let, let me ask you this question: We're to you know we're everyone got worried about about Volpe possibly getting sent down. Is it time for Cabrera to go down? Because he's he's not he's been a shell. You know, he brings the energy, but he's been a very big shell of of what we thought he was going to be or how he was last season. He is not he's not the guy that 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 was there. So. What are your thoughts? So I'll swing that to Alex first. What are your thoughts? Should you think Cabrera should stay up or should he be sent down? I think Cabrera is going to stay up because they're getting ready to send um, from the pitching staff down for Sebi first. That's what they're going to do. I don't they're think they're ready to put up Ryan Weber. Yeah, they're they're not looking at. I don't think they're going to do that way though. No, but like when Giancarlo comes back or when Donaldson comes back, someone's got to go down. Mm-hmm. And those, and those guys are those guys are coming around soon. Yeah. They're I mean those those guys are around the corner. Like three, four weeks away. John Carlos probably like a month away, maybe less. I mean, but in a, in a, in a in a month, in even three weeks, a lot can change from now in three weeks. So I, I it really depends on who's going to be the hot one at the time and who's going to be the cold fish. Because if he's the cold fish at the time, yeah, like sorry, he's going back down. It's as easy as that. But if he's hot, someone I can see someone else definitely gain to call down. But I'll say this so, though. I mean. Yeah. I'll, I'll say, yeah. but they kind of the Yankees have kind of fallen in love with Jake Bowers. So Jake Bowers has moved mm-hmm. moved ahead of him on the depth chart. So, I mean, 
if that's the case, they're going to keep Bauer. They're going to keep Bowers. Then Cabrera's Cabrera's got options. <laughs> they can send him. I mean, they can send him. I mean, yeah, but like also remember, Jake Bauer wasn't he the one who um didn't he goof up on on Sunday? Did he Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, no, it was, it was Friday. It was, it was bookended Friday and Sunday where he did yeah. not make the proper place. Correct. Exactly. So like, let's be real. Like, yeah, he he's he's he might be doing what we want to do in. Offensively, yeah. but defensively, like let's be real, but hand in hand, put everything there. Every <laughs> time Jake Bauer, that. every time Jake Bowers comes up to bat, Michael K practically gu- can't say, he can't gushes. Say, can't. Yeah, I can't, I, I know he gushes over how much the Yankees want Jake Bowers to do well at the big league level. So Jake Bowers is going to get the opportunity to play every day. I'm sorry, um, no, but like, I, you might be right. You might be right, but I'm sorry, like. He's not Bader. We're like, okay, yeah, I could see that we we having Bader up there every day. Yeah, that makes a difference. He, let's be real. From Tampa series to the, the, this A series that we just had, he was on fire. <laughs> he was on fire. But like, I were like, I'm sorry, like, yeah, he's bro, did you see that homer? Yeah, yo, to go to go Apple, no, Jay Bowers, Apple yes. Taco, lefty at Yankee Stadium. Like, that's some real. Power right there. So you want that in the lineup. He's producing right now. Only two hits in a day. Well, prior to like Labor getting a hit, but Jake Bowers is a dude right now. I mean, like, in his like, career, yeah, he yeah, hasn't I'll been a dude. In his, in his career, he has not been a dude. But listen, and then comparatively, let's look at his wall though. I'm looking at his baseball savant. I told people for weeks to look at his baseball savant. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the numbers right now. All right, do it. He's he's big league average when it comes to exit velocity. All right, he's below average and hard hit percentage at thirty four percent. Expected woba, so that's your on on base and, and all that. One percent. He's in the bottom one percent of expected on base. He's in the bottom four percent of expected batting average. He's in the bottom three percent of expected slugging. Like this is Oswaldo Cabrera, bottom. Five percent hitter in the league right now in on base slugging and batting average. Barrels twenty one percent. His K's are up sixty one percent. Like in terms of in the red, which is not good for K's. You want the K's to be in the blue. Right now he's in red at sixty one percent. Walk percentage fourteen percent, which has gone up because he's had like three walks. He's doubled his yeah, walks. I mean, you're, the last you're, two you're, weeks. you're right. You're right. I mean, I've looked at th- these numbers with you. You're right. What percentage? 61%. That's not good. Outs above average, very good. Outfielder jump, very good. Arm strength, very good. Sprint speed, very good. Chase rate, you want the chase rate to be in the red because that means you're not chasing. He's in a lower 20% of chase rate. He's not producing right now. You want him to be better. Maybe sending him down to the minors, work on that leg kick. Right now, he's going to that toe tap from both sides of the plate. It resulted in a homer from the right side against J.P. Sears. You need to see a lot more fly balls from Oswaldo, and you should see a little bit more consistent at-bats, get on base, stop swinging and missing. Maybe some time in Scranton will get him straight. And I said this a couple weeks ago. I think Mark, I think I brought up to Mark and to the group, just like maybe – Maybe it's time to kind of give him a reset. 
obviously that roster crunch hasn't occurred to where he needs to be sent down. But if Stanton comes back, well, if when Stanton comes back, when Donaldson comes back, well, let's say Bowers is just still so here, you know, just you know, Dave ball. Dave has said in there that he's heard that he's slated to come back late May, early June. So yeah, that's, yeah, that gives, yeah. That's about yeah. That's about the that's the four yeah. That's about four. That's the three four week marker for for Stanton. Uh, Donaldson's supposed to be back, <clears throat> what, a, like a week or two earlier than that. So yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of, there's yeah there's there's a chance that we're like I said there's going to be move there's going to be roster moves coming. I mean, is Cabrera going to be one of the guys? Is is Aaron Hicks going to be the one? Is they're going to keep Cabrera up here and then have Hicks? They're going to clip Hicks all together. I mean, That's like another. realistically, let's be real. Like on the, when I, I think Hicks is a, probably a better option than doing anything. Like at this point, we're already we're eating the money with Donaldson. We're eating the money with ICAP. We're eating money from all the trade money that we did. Like let's just get wow, ten thousand away from from um from Hicks. Big deal. I, I feel like we we lose worth with what we have that we traded for. Man, you got a point. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna Just be very eat the money. Eat it. Eat it. Oh, you know how you know how it's not gonna eat the money. <laughs> he needs to though. I'm sorry. Like yo, like we've all made it. We've all as men and as humans, we've all had that one day that we spent money on something that we just realized, like, man, I, I messed up. I should not have bought that. Like how that Hicks is that messed up? You spent money on the wrong stuff. Take the loss, take the L. You know what? How, how should be eating Hicks money like we eat the chicken fingers, the chicken finger box at, at Yankee Stadium and the 99 burger at the stadium? Like, just eat it, bro. Like, <laughs> like you obviously you made the wrong decision, but you, you, you got to eat it. Yeah, man, he's not eating that. He's having the burgers from MSG coming over to him. <laughs> yeah, I'll say this. Joel Sherman had an article. On the, from the poster was talking about where the Rockies had there was a deal in place for Aaron Hicks to go to the Rockies, and I think it was Cashman who said no that we think we could get more out of out of Hicks here. Oh. So let that let that sink in for a second, boys. Wait, 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 let's throw Danny's face up there right now. Just go for it. Show every show show everyone watching that face. That's terrible. That's a terrible decision. Like, why have ICAF on this roster? Why give Jake Bowers an opportunity? Like, what's what's Oswaldo? Like, yeah, I just think three dudes I'd much rather have than left field, even on a part-time basis, than Aaron Hicks. Willie Calhoun, I'd much rather have than Aaron Hicks at this point in time. And he got booed after he hit a homer. And your whole Bauer rant that you had, that whole Bauer rant you had just went out the window right now. Yo, guys, like yo, every, every I don't remember what I said. Every one, every one of those guys out the window with that one. Yo, every one of those guys: Hicks, Bauer, Calhoun, IKF, Cabrera. Like I said before, they're all just keeping left field warm till the Martian lands. I don't care. Let them just next year. Let them play. Yeah, let it, let the hot one. The hot one plays till they get cold. Then bring somebody else in. <laughs> and be be done with it. Revolving door, yeah. Yeah, it's really what it comes down to. They're all, it's gonna be they play that you play the hot hand until until the kid comes up and then let the kid let the kids play. 
That's what that's where I'm at. Let the kids play. I mean, I, I can see it. And then think about it, like, and then you have John Carlos come in there to give um to give Judge or, or um Dominguez a day off. Yeah. <laughs> the true. Done. We were spoiled with Brett Gardner. Like, I, I feel like the Yankees fans obviously were spoiled at any position, but over the course of the last decade, to have Brett Gardner out there every day to to be the hard nosed player that he was, um, we're we're very lucky, and I think he kind of you know. I mean, being, Danny, Danny, being a Yankee fan in general, we're, we've been oh, like, 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 come on, let's yeah. be real. For decades now. Just, <laughs> our our grandparents, like, our grandparents were, were, yeah. were, were spoiled by Yankee fans. These problems are the, the problems that the Pirates have for, like, dec- like, <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Like, this guy sucks. Like, uh, like, 10 years ago, they had McCutcheon at his prime. He won the MVP. They had Garrett Cole, right? But since then, bro, like, they've had nothing but, like, misery after misery after misery. And you're just like, how do I get better players? What's good baseball look like? And oh, now, oh. now, you Barry know. Barry trade him away. Yeah. McCutcheon. No, well, they no, they, no, they, they, they let Bonds walk away. They Jim Leland's Oh, you away. know what I mean. Come you on. Know, Jim, Jimmy Leland was still <laughs> told Bonds one day, he goes, I know you're leaving at the end of the season. He goes, we can't afford to pay you. We can't afford it. <laughs> <you." sighs> my boy, TJ. I'm sorry. My boy, TJ, he's a Pirates fan. And uh, I just feel bad for him all the time. I mean, they're having a great season right now for them. Yeah, but they're coming back down to earth. They're coming. Yeah. They're they're fall. They're falling. They're falling. They're falling from grace real fast. Yeah, <laughs> they have the same record as us, which isn't good. <laughs> well, great for them. Bad for us. Do it, boss man. All right. Well, I think that's gonna. I think that's gonna cut it for tonight for us. I uh, want to give a few shout outs to some people right now uh, over on Facebook. We want to give uh, from the guys from the number one Yankee fans, Jason Ballard and and Joe Z- Zampetti. Uh, Fire Fire Yankees, Raul Ayala, Pinstripe Mania, Beth Coco, uh, from from Pinstripe Faithful in Iowa chapter, David Revener, home of the baseball, bro- home of the the Bronx Bombers. I can't read anymore because it's way past my bedtime. I wake up too early in the morning now. <laughs> <laughs> Bob J. Spat, uh, from the Sorry, New York Grandpa. Yankees, Paisan, Victor Alfonso, De La Cruz, De, De Jesus. And uh, just so everyone knows, start on uh, starting on May 19th, we are going to be teaming up with Frank Pimitel of uh, BX Bomber 2011. We're going to be doing some stuff with him on Friday. We're going to be doing stuff with him Friday nights, um, doing co-hosting with him. You'll see one of us, two of us at any given time. So go check him out as well on Friday nights. You'll be you'll catching all of our faces on his YouTube site. Um, yo. And we have new merch. We just to let everybody know, we got our new merch stuff, twenty uh, percent off until June thirtieth. Go get uh, whiskey tumblers, as we have on the screen right now. Uh, pants, shoes, cups, bags, new shirts, new uh, new leggings. We got stuff up there that Dave liked to put together. Um, the sweatshirt. Uh, I hate to cut you off. Hold on a second, Mark. I said this earlier. Like, if, if we if you consider myself, if we consider like each other friends. And you don't have this merch, like yo, something's wrong because this merch is like, it's amazing. It's dope. Just yeah. license no, plates. Yeah, 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 I'm gonna no, get no. some stuff. Like I, I already have stuff in my queue ready to come to the house. So get on that store. 
So, I mean, like, let's be real. Let's be real. I had stuff in my queue, like, in the last one. I was getting ready to do the, do the checkout. And then, like, our man behind the scenes, Dave, I love you, man. I got to give it to you. I'm going to give you all the props on this one. Like, he, he did this. I'm like, yeah, I'm happy we changed some stuff up because I'm buying yeah. some better things. There's, you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of cool stuff there. There's a lot more stuff, better prices. You know, go check it out. Get yourself chargers. Get yourself ear, earplugs. All the works. We got every. There's tons and tons of stuff there. Go give it a go. Give it a whirl, man. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you everyone for listening, watching the whole nine, commenting. We love love the interaction. You know how it goes. Keep it coming. Um, for Dave in the background right now. For Alex, Danny, this is Mark Muchacho signing off. <laughs>